The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. Let's just let's just get right into today's podcast. We're having a, a late start. Yes, today a, is a late start. A rough start this morning. Yeah. So let's not do any nice banter back and forth. Let's just give the people no banter. Let's give the people what they paid for. <laughs> they want facts. Cold mm-hmm. hard facts, no emotions. Zero. Just just no entertainment. Let's not interact with one another. You want entertainment, you go to Disneyland. You want cold hard facts, you listen to this show. Talking about Disneyland. See the lead in? Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Well, welcome everybody to the Morning (laughs) Circle Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi. I'm Ty. I am Jesse the Therapist. And today we're talking about successful habits and we're going to talk about Disneyland. Yep. I'm super excited. I am sick, but I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And so it's it's the fall time. A lot of us people here in Utah go to Disneyland around this time Mm -hmm. because we got a fall break. So that's a, a really popular time to go during during Halloween. Right. We go first of November for Dapper Days. Yes, and we love it. And Dapper Days is really fun. It's it's um it's an event where everybody goes to Disneyland and there's an expo mm-hmm. and they you dress up in your finest attire. You dress yep. up dapper. Yep. And you can go like we kind of hover in the 40s. Yeah, you can theme it during a time period if you like. Or you could just look really nice. Or you just really look really nice. Mm-hmm. It's just about about dressing nice. Yep. What I liked was when we go to Dapper Days, when we go to Disneyland, we fly mm-hmm. and we wear our nice outfits on the plane. Which doesn't happen anymore. There's no, everybody's in sweatpants and sandals. It was really interesting. And so we are in bow ties and nice Frank Sinatra fedora hats and everything mm-hmm. like that. We got so many compliments. Mm-hmm. And then That's I, actually, fun. I actually looked it up and you see people flying in the, the 50s, the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. I think it was more 50s. But everybody's in a suit and women are in like church dresses or nice, nice dresses. It was a big deal. It was an important thing. And when things are important to you, you dress up. Right. And so flying wasn't something we do now where it's like, I'm flying again and you just hop on an airplane. It was, right. it was kind of an event. It was a big ordeal. So uh, that's Dapper Days. So we're bringing it back. So we, we thought we'd do a Disneyland segment and let people know kind of some history and some science of what Disney does to lure us in. Manipulate And then you. we're going to talk about how we do Disney. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody. No. But it's just maybe, hey, you haven't thought about doing Disneyland this way. Let's do it. So we're going to get right into starting with history of Disneyland. This day in history. So Mr. Walt Disney was born. He was born in Missouri. I don't have that that information in front of me. But yeah, he was born and he started a studio and it went bankrupt. Oh, yeah. Laphogram Studio. That's right. Yeah. But then he headed west to Mm -hmm. California. But anyway, so um, him and his brother Roy, mm-hmm. they started the Disney Corporation, right? And they were making cartoons, Mickey okay. Mouse, yeah. who was originally Mortimer Mouse, but Disney's- Mortimer? Oh, but yes, Walt's they have that, yeah. said Mickey's a better name, so mm-hmm. he changed it to Mickey, or else we'd all be going to see Mortimer Mouse. Yes. <laughs> but um, anyway, so they started having some success with, their, with Mickey Mouse and then their first feature, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Yes, yeah. And so they started making 
more full-length cartoons. They started making TV shows for ABC. Oh, no kidding. So, so Walt started getting some requests for people to come see where Snow White lived and where Mickey Mouse lived. And he thought that doing tours of the studio was boring because animation's boring. You're oh, gonna, I mean, kids, I guess that's very it's It's like seeing behind the curtain. You're like, that's not Mickey Mouse. This is you drawing Mickey Mouse for hours on end. Right. It's a long process. Right. So he wanted to do like a, like a theme park. Nice. So um, they needed to raise $17 million. Whoa. And, and Walt and Roy essentially leveraged everything they owned. They sold second homes and they mortgaged everything, life insurance policies, and they still came up short. And then ABC decided to pitch in the rest with the promise that they'd own some of the company and that they would um, create, that Walt Disney would create shows for ABC. Oh, wow. Okay. So they tried to do it in Burbank where the studio was, and Burbank said, no way. So Why not? Uh, just because they didn't want that kind of development Oh, in I see. Area. Yeah, yeah. So they went to Anaheim. Oh. And at the time, Anaheim was full of orange groves. Oh, so, no, you know, no. the old person says, this used to be orange groves as far as I could see. That's legitimate. That's legitimate with Disneyland. That's Apparently, funny. like, the Matterhorn was the tallest thing in Anaheim. So, you drive into the Valley of Anaheim and you're like, oh, there's a Matterhorn way over there. It's an actual mountain. Oh, you know? that's crazy. And now it's just shadowed by everything else. But uh, in 1954, construction started for okay. Disneyland. And it finished in 1955. So oh. it only took about a year to essentially build Disneyland. Not the Disneyland we have today. Yeah, not the big parks with everything, we'll, right? We'll go over what rides initially were there. But um, but yeah, so it was it was really interesting. But the opening day is known as Black Sunday. Okay. So Disney invited 15,000 guests for opening day. 15,000. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, which is okay. Is that an okay The amount? problem with that is there were probably double the amount of people because of counterfeit tickets. So a oh, bunch of people bummer. counterfeited their tickets, and the park was not ready to open up. I guess traffic was backed up because it was, you know, a single lane or two lane highway to right. Disneyland, and right. so it was backed up for miles. Rides and attractions broke down because there were so many guests. No way. Fantasyland closed temporarily because of a gas leak, what? and because of issues with trying to get the park done in time, and there was like a plumber strike. Uh huh. The the toilets worked, but the drinking fountains and sinks didn't work. Oh, so no. you like no water, no hand washing. At least the potties worked. Ooh. And Walt said that he said at least get the toilet toilets working. Right. So um, so Disneyland admission was a dollar. Oh wow! To get in, it's a little but, different now. But, but then you had rides that you had to pay for. Okay, so standby. So you had to pay to get in, and then you had to pay to get on the rides. Yes. Oh, that's a bummer. Yes, and so it was like a dollar to get in, and then ten to thirty-five cents per ride. Mm. And that's when they started coming up with those little those books, those pass books. Okay. In, I think it was in the eighties. So anyway, so that was a long time. So the, the, um, the oh no, 59, the e-ticket was introduced. So they had like rides that were really good and then rides were just okay. And you got this little, little book and you could okay. rip out the tickets, like an e-ticket and you can go to Space Mountain with the e-ticket. Oh. That makes sense. So they had like levels of rides depending if first it costs money and then they have the, you have a little, it was called like a passport book. Oh, that's you interesting. Could, like, so you can only ride Space Mountain or whatever e-ticket ride twice because you only had two e-tickets. Oh, that probably cut that down to reasonable. Yeah, so not everybody just sits, yeah. in, sits in Space Mountain line and wants to do Space Mountain, right? right? So, uh, 1963, the Enchanted Tiki Room—that one was a mouthful—opened <laughs> up, and it was like the first animatronics, 3D animatronics show. So it's like a big deal. That's where animatronics was going, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Disney what was other rides first. were? There on opening day. Ooh, well, uh, well, how about we get to that? Oh, the, you're gonna tell me? Okay, you're, good. Jump, you're jumping. Ahead. I'm so. I just want to know. So, um, 
1964, um, Disneyland starts generating more than the films. So oh, Disneyland no made more money. They, they made a million dollars in the first seven weeks, or they, they had a million visitors in the first seven weeks. What? Yeah. So That's it was nuts. incredibly successful right off the bat. Um, That's so, pretty good for having a gas leak and uh-huh. no working wa- water fountains. I know. And women's shoes were getting stuck in the freshly paved asphalt because it was so hot. So oh, um, no. in the 80s, they, they came up with that passport book. In the 90s and 2000s, they started doing like fast passes. They built Downtown Disney and Disney California Adventure oh, in 2001. Nice. Um, and then in like 2012, they opened up Cars Land. That was oh, a big cool. one. That was a huge big yeah, This year they opened up Star Wars mm-hmm. land and then they're going to open up Marvel land here. Which we are thrilled about. Yeah. So the, the original rides, you ready for the original rides? Yeah. Autopia, Jungle Cruise, King Arthur's Carousel, Mad Tea Party, Mark Twain Riverboat, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan's Flight, Snow White's Scary Adventures, and Storybook Land Canal Boats, which is our favorite. Which is our favorite. We love the storybook. It's our favorite ride. Mm-hmm. So... That is kind of the history of Disneyland. And then, like, they started doing international or, or, or Florida first, and then in 1971, Disney World opened, and then mm-hmm, they started opening the up Paris and Hong Kong and China. It's a big deal. So, it's a big deal. But that's, but that's interesting that they have, history. like, kind of their core rides, and they've just kind of grown from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining, because I wasn't there, but I think the initial park had four lands, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure which lands they were, because now they've got more than four, right? One, two, three. Oh, no, they got four lands. Well, they have Toontown. Oh, they have Toontown. You, no, that's right. Toontown. Yeah. yeah. So that was new. That was a newer addition. Yeah. So they, but they didn't have as many rides, and they just kind of kept expanding. And that was Walt's thing. He said Disneyland will never be complete. Oh, so they're always like that, expanding. Yeah. They're always improving. They're always taking stuff down and putting in new things. So pretty interesting. It is very interesting. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Could you imagine your first, like the the night that it closed on the first day, and being like, "Oh my goodness, what just happened? What did we do?" <laughs> yeah. With it, with the, just the chaos and everything, yeah. but it worked out. It was successful, so yeah. that's. Cool. I guess what was a little eccentric in that way, not not super organized. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of the workers he'd like forget to pay. And, oh, but that's then, a big deal. But then when you said, "Hey, I haven't been paid," he'd just like pull out cash out of his pocket and give you cash. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was. So this was not all anecdotal. I don't know if it's true or not. But. Right, right. Yeah. Do you think there and was he, like he died one? In, he died in '66. In '66. Before Disney World was opened. Oh, yeah. but it was like his, his he next project. Yeah, yeah, he, he designed he, it. He wanted that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, and now they're so well organized. Oh my like, gosh. They, it's They've insane. got it down. And you're going to talk about that mm-hmm. in the science section. I am, yeah. Well, let's just go right into that. So, so tell us how Disney gets into our brains. Okay, because... They do manipulate us, and you should know the second that you are on anywhere Disney property, they are looking to have you do stuff. Like buy stuff. They're queuing, well, not necessarily. Oh. They're queuing you into different ways of doing something or going about something. The way that they kind of overstimulate you with all of these different things that I'm going to tell you. So, first off, Main Street. It's where you walk in on. It's beautiful. The, the architecture is really neat. They the, do the forced perspective, so it looks a lot bigger. Yeah, and it, and and everything's a little familiar, but unfamiliar, like right. the colors and everything. Um, so they use specifically darker colored pavement on Main Street to keep you moving. Because it's hot. Because it's hot. Oh, yeah. 
And so or even you imagine it's hot. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. It, for whatever reason, as humans, we want to move off of hot, like darker colors. Oh. And so like whether it's legit, this is where the, the science community gets into all these theories. So yes, in the dead of summer at Disneyland, it is hot. And so that pavement is just radiating heat. And so you want to get off it anyway. But what they want to do is Main Street is the in and out. So you don't want people stalling on that road. You want it to keep road. Clear. Yeah. Yep. And so you want people to continue to move. So bingo, bingo, you get dark, dark colors. Right. The go away green. This is something that comes up a lot in these, these Disney blogs where it's a bland green, blue, gray color i don't know how to describe it over a podcast but it is literally it blends in with everything if if you're in like a wooded type nature scene it'll blend in as if it's a part of the green you know do they do this when they're like fixing a ride or doing construction or where, where do you see these colors you see these colors on things they don't want you to see as far as like um sewage grates Oh. And um, places like the behind the scenes piece, uh-huh. you'll often see that go away green that's just kind of there. A you don't, wall or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like a, a random wall. Or like the, the door 33, I think it's a club or club 33. Club, yeah. the, that door is the go away green as well. So you don't, it doesn't draw attention. It doesn't draw attention. And oh. there's plenty of things within Disney. They're like secret doors and such for cast members to move in and out or like clubs or that kind of thing that they don't want the main park goers to pay attention to. And so that's where go ahead, go away green comes oh, in. Makes sense. And in, and they have patented it, so you can't recreate it. So you can't like do your nursery and go away green. Yeah. And, oh, it, and you wouldn't want to. It is, it is not the cutest color, but man, it really does the trick. Like our eye doesn't, it's, it's not black. So our, it doesn't stick out to our eye, black or white. It's kind of a mild middle color. Like it's really an interesting color and our brains don't pick up on it as much. Smart. Um, the smell of vanilla. So yeah, through the smell of smell. The smell things. of, yeah, I forget what they're called. I can't remember either. Um, but throughout the park, you're going to have lots of different smells. Like if you go into the, um, where the tiki, the tiki one is. Jungle Adventureland. The Adventureland. Um, you're going to have pineapple and citrus and all kinds of. And and specifically next to that Dole Whip cart, mm-hmm. they they sent out that's the Dole Whip smell, okay. which is a combination between vanilla and the um, pineapple. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, so you think you're smelling all of the things cooking and being made, and it's delicious, but you're not really. It's it's completely a manipulation of you because parks are kind of stinky. Yeah, a lot like, of people. And if you've gone and... to anywhere other than Disney. You notice that it's kind of there's parts of the park that are stinky, right? So therefore, they are putting out all of these perfumey yeah, I've things. I've never been in an area of Disneyland where I'm like, oh, that's stinky, and yeah. they got a lot of stagnant water. Yeah, and garbage is yeah, it makes sense. It is a lot, and the neat thing specifically about vanilla. So vanilla is on Main Street. Um, is it creates happy memories? It also makes you hungry, and it makes you calmer. Oh, so you're not so, fighting each other in these long lines. Well, they want you as you enter the park to get that that dopamine rush of like, ah, I'm here, and you do you you do get that right where because you you have so many so much stimulation going, but then your sense of smell also is reinforcing that you are in a safe, calm place. You should probably buy food, and it's like just happy go lucky, right? Buy food in a season pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, out. and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it is significantly colder where they sell sweatshirts. 
Oh, like in the stores. Yes. So because obviously in the middle of summer, you're not going to buy a sweatshirt. Unless it's 40 degrees in the store. Yes. And specifically where they have the sweatshirt racks. Is like where the vents are. Yes. They, <laughs> they strate they're very strategic in this way where it is, it is even colder. And so oftentimes you'll see that the doors are closed and you think, oh, they're keeping their air conditioning. If they sell sweaters, they are going to have those doors closed during the hot or yeah, during the hot days. That Which makes is, so much sense though. Doesn't it though? These guys are so smart. They now, know what we want. Yeah, exactly. We want things yeah. and food. So um, one of the things I'm, I, we, have, we are always very impressed with is the lines. Yes. Now, let me tell you about the genius of Disneyland lines. Because if you've ever been to like a theme park, like here in Utah, we have Lagoon or you have mm -hmm. Six Flags. You wait in a line for 20 or 30 minutes and you're just standing in a line watching it's the rough. roller coaster. It's rough. You can wait in a Disneyland line for an hour and you go, wow, that was pretty quick. Right, the Cars Land, the, the Cars Racers uh -huh. ride, yep. um, two hours sometimes. Yeah. Two hours people wait in line, and they are pretty okay with it. Yep. And, and this is why. So first, lines are rarely visible. Yeah, that's true, huh? You don't see the entire line. Nope, you don't see it. And it, it, it goes under, it goes around, it serpentines around, so you can't actually get a rough idea of how, how long, long the line actually is. Um, they have wait queues. So you'll start off, and, and I noticed this specifically with the Haunted Mansion, which is quite genius. Haunted Mansion one has one, the Mission Breakout, the Mission Breakout, and Galaxy yeah. has one. Where, so, so not only the line itself, will have, you'll have like a cast member there to stop you in line, and then the whole line stops. And then they'll send, you know, 20, 30 people down the line, and you're like walking fast because you uh -huh. think you're close to the end. You're not. You're just hitting another queue. So it's like cattle. Right. So you're you're you've hit this next queue where you you block into the next part of the line, and then suddenly you get put into a room. Right. So like rockets telling you about how the Guardians of the Galaxy are you know being trapped and all this kind of stuff, and you are excited because you think you're on the ride. You are not. You are about halfway through the line right. at that point. And the same with the haunted mansion. You're about halfway through that line, so you get really excited, right? So it's like you just started over in the line. Oh, okay. So your brain restarts this idea that you're waiting in line because you have just watched something. You've just been a part of something, right? right? Then you start the queue system back over again where they'll have another cast member will block you off at one point and then you can, you can walk down the line and then you stop. And the stop and go is really ingenious because it keeps our brain thinking that we're moving, but we're not. We're moving the same speed, but instead of taking one step every minute, we're taking 20 steps. And then waiting for, for five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you think that you went a long way. Yep. And then, and then the second part of this, which is ingenious, is the wait times. Because, I mean, on the app, you can see them. On the, and in front of the ride. And in front of the ride. So the, the thing is, is that unless it is a literal walk-on, like they, there's no, they're not queuing at all, um, you will have at least five minutes on that, even if it took you two minutes to get there. Okay. And the reasoning behind that is because even if, like, let's say, so you expected five minutes, you got there in two, you feel victorious, you get a dopamine response. Or that you, If it's 30 minutes and you get on in 20. Yes. Yeah. Then you feel like you're victorious. You get this dopamine response because you have been successful, quote right. unquote. Right. And, and you get on the ride. It's like if someone's like, hey, here's a marshmallow. Or like, like we're going to give you a marshmallow. You say, great. And they go, hey, here's two marshmallows. Like, I'm the luckiest dude in the history of the world. Right. But I don't even like marshmallows. I know. So, <laughs> so like this, exactly. it's the perfect thing. Yeah. Exactly. And all of this. So, and obviously they have stuff during the line to look at, stuff to entertain your kids and whatnot. But what's interesting is that the lines are specifically set up 
to give you a pre-dopamine dump. Oh. So you get excited about the ride. And that's that cue, like with Guardians of the Galaxy, when you're sitting in the room and watching the animatronic rocket cruise around, that is specifically set up. So you are primed into a already a, do- a dopamine response before you go, go kicking on the other cue line into the ride. So you find the ride to be more enjoyable when it has one of those queuing heavy, like the animatronic type queuing rooms. Because you're getting more dopamine dumps yes. over a longer period of time. So yeah. Haunted Mansion tends to be one of the ones that are thought of as really good. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing, where people will rate it higher mm-hmm. right after they, after they get off the ride because essentially they had a double dopamine response. Okay. So it's it's pretty amazing that way that they're already messing with you before you get on the rides. I love it. And before you even, you know, as you're walking in the park. Right. And then last, you're generally overstimulated. You have, all, it's bombarding all of your senses. There's specific music. And, um, but the thing is, is that if, if they just overstimulated you, it would be really overwhelming. But instead, what they're doing is they're, they're overstimulating you with familiar. So if you continue to walk in any of the Disneyland lands, like let's say you go okay. into the, like the future. Because it's a wheel spoke. Yeah. You will end up back into the familiar of Main Street and kind of the castle and all of that. Okay. So it'll dump you back into these familiar things. And so before you know it, the Main Street becomes kind of your base and it's very, very, very familiar. Um, and then you can like cruise around and come back. And that way you don't get too overwhelmed in this whole thing because they don't want you to shut down because if you shut down, you stop buying things. Right. But they want you stimulated and and excited excited. because when you have a dopamine response, you care less about your money. You care less about the stuff you got to deal with at home. You're definitely less responsible. Bingo, bingo. Boom. Lots of Disneyland spending. Wow. Interesting. And this is all by design. Oh, they didn't this is just specific. Happenstance, come on to this. No, no, but and I, that's. But you know what? That's why we love Disneyland because mm-hmm. they put in that effort. They they know how to make us happy. Yes, happiest place on earth. Yep, and and over time, I mean, they'll come up with all. In fact, they're you know the wristbands you wear in um, Florida. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make it where the little character characters on the lines can pick up. Your name? Yeah, so they can use your name. What? So it's all personalized as well. Like, I would be like, yup. Yep, we're going. Like, let's buy something. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. But, That's but, awesome. But you're being manipulated the whole time, and it's fantastic. It is fantastic. All right. Well, is that, is that what we got for science? That is it. So that's what Disney does for science. Yeah. So let's do a quick coffee review. Oh, let's do that. And then we're going to talk about how we handle Disneyland, because it, it can be a rough Yes. For, for people who have never done it, or maybe you've done it and you said, that was terrible. It was, it was crowded and my kids were tired and they're whining the whole time. Mm-hmm. So let's we'll talk about how we do it. Maybe you do it differently, but maybe you can try it this way. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes All right, so we're going to talk about the obvious coffee segment, which is coffee at Disneyland. Exactly. So a lot of these articles talk about the best cup of coffee at Disneyland or a good good cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop and say I'm not a particular fan of Disneyland coffee. That's blasphemy. I know. So they have Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And then, but everything else outside of the Starbucks little family in there is Joffrey's coffee. So they have oh. a, a special, a special brew or a roast from Joffrey's for the entire park. Okay. So I guess it used to be really bad. 
before 2013. Oh, seriously? We didn't go before 2013. We've we only gone the last few years. Right. So I don't know what to compare it to. So maybe it was really bad before. But it's not fantastic coffee. You would think they would have some kind of small boutique-y barista style. Sparkles. Sparkles. Just, just a little bit better than mass-produced. Yeah. And everybody, everything feels very mass-produced coffee-wise there. And you, you can tell the difference. Right. When you go right. to Starbucks, yeah. it's a good cup of coffee. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get my Starbucks and I'm going to go read my news or whatever. Sure. Great. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot different than going to your local barista and getting a, a really good drip coffee or a pour-over coffee, I mean, or an Americano or something like that where you really, you really extract a lot of the flavor. Right, right. So Disneyland, to get a great cup of coffee... Maybe maybe someone's found a better place than that we have. Let us know. But let's yeah. just talk about where you can get some coffee. So Starbucks, they've got Starbucks right there on Main Street. Yeah, it's busy. It's, oh, it's so busy. Yeah, so, and they got one in downtown Disney as well. Oh, um, nice. They have. If my recommendation is use the app. Starbucks has an app. You can just order oh, it online, cool. and then they kind of give you a time frame when your coffee is. You just walk right up, and you go to the pickup counter. Mm-hmm. You can pay for it right on the app, and then your coffee's just ready to is go. Is that how you get the coffee when we're in line? Uh huh. Yep. Oh, look at you. Super fast. Um, Jolly Holiday Bakery. Uh, they have more like espresso drinks and like fancy sugary, sugary lattes. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. and then all the, you know, the fancy cakes that go with it. So, well, and they ha- they make their own candy canes. Yeah, they make their own candy canes. Yeah. And that, that coffee is okay. Uh, the cappuccino cart in Disneyland, I, I don't like. Where's that one? There, it's over by the castle. So they've oh, got okay, cappuccino yeah. carts. And uh, they apparently they'll have a Dole Whip donut here it's amazing so we would be pretty good to try that with your coffee that sounds amazing uh, hungry bear restaurant has a cold brew we've never tried oh but you can go go over to the hungry bear which is over down by splash mountain yep and then there's um a cappuccino cart in california adventure Sa- same kind of thing oh, the last uh-huh. one is um schmoozies and this is in california adventure oh, it's okay. a smoothie shop uh but it also it's got the best coffee in all of disneyland oh is that what they yeah that's so, their title this is this is this is where you go if you want an actual cup of coffee. You oh. go to this restaurant in um, in California Adventure. Oh, okay. So it's right, I think it's right there at the beginning when you come in. I cannot place it yeah. to save my life. So it must be right there. Yeah. I, I would like to see Disneyland, I mean, because we love our coffee. So much. To have an actual like barista coffee house style Take it to the place. next level. Not like a Starbucks, but like an actual like local local roaster gourmet coffee i think it would do phenomenal right so with lots of lots of carts or lots of areas yeah because it's really not fun waiting in line to get coffee and and the starbucks in downtown disney has done more than regular starbucks they've got all these unique brew or unique roasted beans they've got a whole side that's that's a pretty pretty fancy coffee area i haven't gone there because starbucks is already crazy expensive right and that side was even more expensive oh geez so it wasn't like your your typical barista it was you know super super elite and i don't i don't want to deal i don't want to buy a 12 dollar cup of coffee so, i do all right, next time i we, want we'll, it to, we'll try and then to we'll, fill we'll me talk with about joy people. yeah so anyway so that's where you go for coffee in disneyland and uh and yeah let us know what your favorite place to go get coffee is yeah we would love to hear then we can try that out and we should try all of them and we should gather them all together, like in the middle, in the heart of Disneyland, and just go for it and see what happens. Perfect. That's we like should, 16 cups of coffee. We, we could be, we'd be wired. Oh, we'd be amazing. We could run around to every, every ride. Every single ride. All right. 
Speaking of every single ride. Yes. That's all I got for coffee segment. Should we get into how we action plan Disneyland? Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. First thing to note with Disneyland, Mm -hmm. it is not a cheap vacation. Nope. It's just, just know it's going to be expensive. So if you try to nickel and dime Disneyland, you are going to probably be disappointed. It's going to be stressful. Because we did that the first year. Yep. And it was awful. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Disneyland doesn't have to be incredibly expensive. No. Because we're fairly cheap people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend $10,000 on a vacation to Disneyland. No, you don't. So, but but here's some things you, you can't. Well, let's talk about just price stuff and how you can't skimp, and then let's talk about the schedule. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, hotels. Mm-hmm. You can't skimp on the hotels. No. You got to stay in either one of the Disneyland properties, which is what we like to do, mm-hmm. because you get the extra magic hour. You get in an hour early every day you're there instead of just maybe yeah. one day to Disneyland. Um, and the service is phenomenal. But yeah. they're really expensive. Three to four hundred bucks a night for Paradise Pier, five to eight hundred dollars a night for, for Grand California. Those are expensive hotels. But to be clear, the Grand Cal- California is like in, in California Adventure. In California like it's Adventure. literally you walk yeah. in and you're You're already there. spending a lot of money. You're spending a thousand or two thousand bucks on tickets for three to five days for your, for you and your family, whatever it is. Right. So you might as well just pony up the little extra money to stay in one of the nice hotels. You can stay across the street from Disneyland on the other side. In the good neighbor hotels. Yeah, we it, like the Anaheim a lot. The Anaheim we like a yeah. lot. The the Hojo was okay. It was a little yeah. far away. One issue you're going to have over there is you're not on Disneyland property anymore. Nope. You have a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. that are camping out at like bus stops and are panhandling on the side of the road. Yeah. And it takes away a lot of that magic. You know, you, you want to yeah. show up. And when you go to the Disneyland hotels, the three of them. It's all blo- It's all yeah. on property. Yeah. It is clean. You are in your own little world. And that's what you want with Disneyland. You want to be in your own little you magical world. You want a bubble. You definitely do that. So it's worth it. Uh, secondly, the, um, the passes. There's really not a great discount option for passes. You're not going to mm. find a buy one, get one free, anything like that. Getaway Today maybe has some cheaper passes, which is a website that we like to use sometimes. Yeah, they're Utah-based, aren't they? Uh-huh. They're, they're Utah-based. Nice. Um, so anyway, but, but then food in the park. Now, this is where you get slammed because yeah. you, go to, you just go to eat a corn dog, and like our family of five, we're spending 80 bucks yeah, for it's corn really dogs. Expensive. It's really they're expensive. They're delicious. They're de- don't get me wrong. They're delicious. But they are And expensive. I'm not saying we don't go in there and be like, you can't eat anything, but we usually get one treat. Yeah, the like the, the ice cream Mickeys. The ice cream Mickeys for the kids, a Dole Whip for us, a churro, something like that. We get one treat. <gasps> the and turkey legs. Even the, really the turkey legs. But a turkey leg's 12 bucks, a churro's 5 or $6. Yeah. It's an expensive ordeal to do that. But mm-hmm. if you add food on top of those or drinks, it just it, it skyrockets and gets out of control. Yeah. So what we do, and so should we go into schedule? Yeah, let's go into schedule. All right. So what we And to do, be clear, this is Ty that does all these things. I, you I just cruise around. I am the fun. Mom is the fun, <laughs> dad is the structure. That's right. So w- what we do is when we, we fly in or drive in, we usually fly now, mm-hmm. um, we go to the grocery store first. Yes. And we get a bunch of food. We don't really bring much into the park, though. So we bring may- snacks maybe, maybe a snack there. or two for the kids, but nothing for mom and dad. No. So this is what we do. So we go, to, we go to the grocery store and we get a bunch of food for the mini fridge and for just the, the and milk. And, and we Our get some milk. They like milk, their cereal yeah. and their milk. But what we do is we get eat a breakfast at the hotel. Now, some of the good neighbor hotels have breakfast included, which is phenomenal. That's a good way to go. Yeah, That's a great way to go. And, and it's cheaper. So you can save some money, money that way. Right. But you eat your breakfast and then we usually go into the park an hour 
ish early. Yeah. We get in line about an hour early because if it's if it's um if it's a rope drop day. So if it's not a early magic morning, then we we get there about an hour early and we wait in line because they let you in about a half hour plus. You know, yeah. Then you can mosey. You can and get a cup. They of let coffee. you into Main Street. Yep. Yeah. They, they let you mosey into the park or California Adventure. They let you mosey down. Everybody to like go potty. The waterfall there. Yep. Everybody goes potty. Everybody kind of hangs out. You get a walk in the park and you get to start your day a little early. And, and there's then, not a lot of people, so you can look at the details of Main Street yep. before it gets really crowded. Yep. And then they rope drop and everybody runs to their favorite ride. Yeah. So we, although you're not supposed to run. Yeah, they walk you have real to have fast. Them, yeah. Yeah. Um, one good thing is if you have the the magic hour mm-hmm. or the early morning entrance get there same thing we get there maybe a half hour early to get yeah, in line yeah but there's not a lot of people who do that usually so because you have to be staying in the hotel for the disney california adventure right or buy a three-day plus ticket for disneyland right so somewhere between a half hour and hour before the park opens um on the flip side of that when the park closes when the park actually closes it's not like you have to be out of the gate right they just kind of stop stuff and a lot of times they'll have a firework display or they'll do something right at park close time. Mm-hmm. So when it says it closes at 8, it doesn't close at 8. You don't have to be out by 8. Right. That's just when they stop letting you on the rides. Yeah. And, and this was kind of our, our thing for Disney World is is that last little bit of the park, those lines really cut down usually. Yeah, and we you, rode especially Ariel the like... Small, yeah, especially the small rides like Ariel. billion or, times. Yeah. Or, like those people are like, really again? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're doing this again. So whatever little rides <laughs> like that, you can just you can just lap those rides at the end of the end of the day. Yeah. But anyway, so when we get into the park, we do we do our fast pass system. And if mm-hmm. you don't know fast passes, just look them up. We do fast passes for the big rides. We ride our, our favorite rides. We spend essentially we're pretty ride centric in the morning. Yeah. We kind of try to get all the rides we can in on that time. Then everybody kind of gets tired. And this is where if you're staying way off property or you're not walking distance, this is where you see like the families, we gotta get some food. My feet are tired. Everybody's mad. Everybody's mad. And you go get some, go to an air conditioned restaurant and you mm-hmm. spend a bunch of money, but no one's really rested. And then you kind of come back and you're like, I spent so much money today and we're not going early. So you try to push the day out. The kids are asleep in the stroller eventually. And you're like, that was too much. Yeah. And so. AKA our first trip. AKA our first trip. Yeah. It was so, rough. So this is what we do. For lunch, we go back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the hotel. We eat. Our snack foods from the grocery store or our well, lunch. Well, and downtown Disney has restaurants too. Like if you're yeah. looking for food on your way out, yeah, it's kind of nice too. right there. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we'll grab some food there. Yeah. But we usually go back to the hotel and we'll do one of two things. We'll swim in the pool mm-hmm. or we'll watch a show in bed and take a nap. Yeah, because the beds are fluffy. Because they're great beds and they got the, all the <laughs> Mickey cartoons. Yeah. So anyway, so you take, we take that couple of hours to relax and rejuvenate at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Then at whatever two, three, four o'clock, we head back to the park. Yep, we were rested. Everybody has full tummies. Full tummies. They've either gotten a tub or they've got in the pool, so they're kind of like refreshed water wise. And then now you have until that time till the park closes, and you're ready to go again. Yeah, and we usually it's usually busier in the afternoon. Yes, it is busier. So yeah. we'll do a lot of like the the animation um, class. Or we'll see a show. Oh, that was cool. Or we'll ride yeah. a train. Or we'll do, do some things that don't have a line pretty much ever right. in the afternoon. Maybe grab a fast pass before we leave. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, we can ride a, a big ride again if it's a really busy time. Right. So maybe we'll get a, a, you know, the Cars Land ride for or the Star afternoon Wars or, or Star Wars or whatever yeah. it is. And then we'll, then we'll go back and we'll ride the big ride. But then a lot of other little rides and we'll really relax in that evening. Yes. And then maybe at the very end, we'll catch Fantasmic or a fireworks show or we'll lap a few fun rides. 
mm-hmm. and then you're leaving at park close. So you're getting a ton of park in a rested state. Right. So, and we usually stay, I don't know, two, three, four days and, and we do this. Yeah. Well, cause we have dapper days coming up and we, we got to talk about dapper days real quick. Yeah. So, um, where are we staying two or three days? We're staying four nights. Four for nights. Days. Gotcha. So four we're going to be in the park three days. Yeah. And we're going to be dressing up one of the days mm-hmm. or Sunday's well, actual Well, all outing. the days. We end up kind of dressing up yeah. anyway, but. But and you get your picture taken on the Mark boat or the Mark Twain riverboat. Yep. Well, everywhere. You literally get your pictures because it's family photo time. Oh, so. But. Anyway, so that, sorry for the long podcast. No, that's good. That's how we do Disneyland. And it's been super successful for us. Because it, it was the first time we went, we're like, we can't do this with little kids. What are yeah, we doing? Yeah, and then work. after we got the system going, now it's like, oh, okay, this totally makes sense. Everybody's happy to be there. Yep. Um, and it just makes life so much easier. Yeah. Oh, so there's ours. Maybe you got something else. Share with us in some, some comments or reviews. If you like our podcast, please give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, it makes it so other people can, you know, see us on yeah. the and then the we networks. can share. So, yeah. um, so we've had a little hiatus, but we're back. And so we're going to break into a whole new uh, series of successful habits. Yep. And, uh, and we're going to implement them. So get out there, go to Disneyland. Be successful Be at successful it. Be successful at it. That's right. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.